I would say it was probably like a thousand times more difficult. Dizruns Radio, episode 1088, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick, before we dive into today's episode of the show, just a quick reminder, maybe letting you know for the first time, depending on how new you are to these parts, that uh, each month, the beginning of each month, one of the things that I do that I really enjoy doing is picking a winner, giving away a free training plan, 16 weeks working with me, not some half-baked nonsense, not some one-size-fits-all. You can just download those things for free if you want to. I don't know why you would want to, but that's another discussion for another day. Um, but if you want a plan that somebody would pay me for and you can just get it for free, use it whenever you want, 16 weeks, whether it's leading up towards a race, whether it's maybe coming back from an injury and you kind of want some help and some guidance to not do too much too quickly, maybe you're just not kind of sure what to do and you just like some some help getting into a good routine, something you can take on your own from there, whatever you want, whatever you need, 16 weeks, I'm at your service and I pick a new winner each month to get your name in the hat, it's really easy. All you need to do is head over to disruns.com slash giveaway or just go right to the homepage, disruns.com. There's a button or a box or a something that says click here to enter. You click that. There's a pop-up, bada-boom, bada-bam. You enter your name, you enter your email address, and you are good to go. Every month, I pick a new winner. Once you enter once, you're already you're automatically re-entered. You don't have to, you don't have to fuss with it every month. Do it once. Set it, forget it, and hope and wish and pray and whatever, you know, light some incense, whatever your thing is, that uh, the random number generator will smile upon you in the months to come. And then you have the opportunity to work with you. You get the privilege, the privilege of working with me for free. Maybe not so much a privilege, but at least it doesn't cost you anything. There's that. Anyway, one way or the other, disruns.com slash giveaway, disruns.com. Click the box right there. Easy peasy. Lemon Squeezy, and now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey y'all, uh, my guest today is a lady that uh, I'm really looking forward to chatting with. We've been working together for a little while now, five, six months, something like that, um, and I'm looking forward to diving into a little bit more of her backstory today, and, and who knows what else, who knows where else and wherever else we'll get to today, but it's going to be a good time. Uh, in addition to being a runner, obviously, she's, she's a runner, that's why she's here, uh, but she's also a big Disney fan. I would say arguably, but it's not arguably. She's more of a Disney fan than I am, but y'all know that I'm a Disney fan. Uh, we've definitely run some Disney races together without knowing it in the past. Um, and so now we get to, you know, do the old proverbial run today, actually together, maybe talk about Disney, probably talk about Disney. Who are we kidding? Uh, but who knows what else we'll get into. But one way or the other, let's get the party started and welcome Ms. Brooke Prolovsky to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Brooke. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure and, and uh, glad to, to catch up a little bit. And, and we were kind of comparing notes on some races we've probably run beforehand. We, we've certainly run together, but not together, but shared the course together beforehand. Um, who knows where we'll get into that as we go. But, y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation, I uh, want to check out Brooke on the Instagrams. You can find it there at bbbrook underscore. Yes. Let's, let's break that down again. The letter B, the letter B, the letter B again. So we've got three B's in a row, then R-O-O-K-E underscore at B-B Brooke underscore on Instagram. You can also, if you want to do a little Disney shopping, it's kind of something she's got uh, got going, which, again, we may talk about this as well, making some 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 Disney accessories, which I may yeah. or may not be uh, in the market for something for a certain Addison for Christmas. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there when we get there as well. Uh, but the website is shopbbbrook.com. Dot com. So we got, again, the two B's at the start and then the third B for, for Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E.com. Shop BBBrook.com. BBBrook underscore on Instagram. And if you're confused on where all the B's are and all this, that, and the other, you know that we'll have everything linked up as always in the show notes. Dizruns.com slash 1088. Dizruns.com slash 1088. Links, photos, all the nine as per, as per usual. Get you there and get you sorted. So, Brooke, the way we always start off with each episode of the show. Once we get through all this housekeeping and links and all that good stuff, 
is with a is with a simple question that for some folks it's an easy one to answer. Some folks it's a little bit more difficult. Um, but either way, it starts the conversation well, and that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? I almost knew that was coming, and I was trying to preemptively guess myself because for me, I feel like right now, the past few years, my tastes in distances have shifted uh, because I've become a different runner in the past few years. So I'm going to go with a, let's say a 10 K. A 10 K. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I love longer distance races, halves and I've only ever done a full marathon as part of dopey. And so it always feels like this huge arduous effort, but with 10 Ks in the past few years, I feel like I've, um, can really put some speed on and it feels like a good distance more than a 5k. So we'll go with that for now. Fair enough. And, and that's, you know, the, the beauty of our sport is that always, uh, I love the for now, you know, cause it's always subject to change. Yeah. Sometimes I've, I've had folks that have come on the show, you know, three or four years later for, for a round two. And sometimes it's the same answer. And sometimes it's like, yeah, I think before I said this, but now it's this. Um, and that's, you know, obviously not a problem with that. Um, and, and, you know, again, I, I know I mentioned in the intro, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a bit of Disney uh, as we go, but for those of you that don't speak Disney and you're like, wait a minute, marathon at the end of dopey, that's uh four days in a row of, you know, first day, 5k, then 10k, then half, then full. So it's, it's, it's 26.2 miles, but it's, you know, it's kind of the culmination of 48 point something, 48.6. I think if my math is correct. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that's, that's, that's a different, different way of running a marathon, uh, for sure. But before we get into, you know, whatever, all of the Disney stuff and wherever else we, we go today, Brooke, um, going back to, to the start of your running journey, how, how long have you been in the sport? What, how, and how'd you even get started in, in the sport of running? So it is a fun story. I started actually because I was unemployed and I lost my job back in 2012 and was unemployed for a decently long time. It was a weird time in the market. I had been about a year and a half out of college. So I was kind of in that, uh, I don't have enough experience to get a job, but how do I get a job to get experience type thing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, I spent a lot of time interviewing, but I also spent a lot of time watching Disney YouTube because I was missing Disney and I was just kind of in this weird place. And I watched somebody run a the Princess Half Marathon and I said to my husband, I'm going to do that next year. And he was like, but you don't run. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I want to challenge myself. I was in that place where I knew I needed something that was going to push me to a new level to experience something. And so I started training in 2013 for the 2014 princess half. And that was actually how I got my job, the job that I worked for a little while. Um, Runner's world magazine, their headquarters used to be very close to us. So I started working for them in marketing after I started training for my first half. And that's how I ran my first dopey. And yeah, I started back in 2014. So I'm coming up on 10 years of running the princess half this coming February. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, I feel like this is the case, not, not so much with you specifically, although it sounds like it is for you specifically as well, but I'm curious if, if you can confirm this or deny it, um, that there's at least some percentage of folks that sign up for a Disney race, um, whether it's princess, whether it's marathon weekend, wine and dine, all the different iterations of different races they've had over the years. Um, but they kind of come to it from a perspective of I'm a Disney fan and I want to do this thing. And I've never really run before. Kind of like, it sounds like what you did. Um, and, and that's a, I don't know. I don't know what the exact question is other than um, I feel like sometimes, and this is just an outside perspective. So maybe again, I'm completely missing the boat, but sometimes those folks, they do the one race and they're, they're done with it. Sometimes they do the one race and they're hooked. Sounds like clearly you were, you were hooked. Um, but is, is that something that you've, you've picked up from kind of the various Disney circles that you're a part of? Absolutely. I think that if you've never been a runner and you're already a Disney fan, it kind of eases the intimidation of doing something you've never done before. And I've always been an athlete. I danced my whole life. I played soccer. So I've been active, but I always remember running as part of the sports that that was the piece that was really difficult for me. So having the magic of Disney and running through the castle and knowing characters around the course kind of eases the intimidation of just getting out on the course and going. 
and for me, it absolutely has had me hooked and I signed up for more local races and I've done other things over the past almost 10 years, but it's such a great entry point for somebody who is just a fan of Disney and also wants to try running and do it somewhere that they know they already love. So it's a good mixture of both. Right, right. So back in, in 2013, you, you, you see this YouTube video. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for this, this half marathon. Um, like you said, you, 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 you're coming from an athletic background, but not from a running specific background, but how is that, that preparation for the first, the first half marathon? And, and again, everybody's journey is always different, but I feel like a lot of folks, they kind of get into running, dabble around maybe with some five K's, maybe even, you know, up to a 10 K something like that, but, but a lot of shorter stuff for a little while to kind of get some, some work, some of the kinks out, learn a few things before maybe they even hear about a half marathon or a marathon, but you were sounds like at least pretty much locked into 13.1 miles right off the bat. Um, so how did that, that kind of introduction to, or how did it, how did the, the training process go for you leading up to that first race? I think it could have gone better to be 100% honest. I, uh, actually didn't just start with a half marathon. I started with the first glass slipper challenge. So I did a 10 K and then the next day did a half marathon. And I remember finishing the 10 K with my husband and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that twice tomorrow. And I did it, it, but it was totally a lesson in learning for me that I needed to put in more work than I was putting in. I finished, I crossed the finish line, but, um, from that half marathon, I did a standalone down the shore near us and had cut off a half an hour from my Disney time. So, and that was in a few months. Um, But it really isn't even until the last few years that I've been more dedicated with my training. um, Just because with Run Disney, it's kind of a cycle. There's, it's a whole season. So I felt like I was always in this training loop Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, the, it went, I finished, but um yeah. Okay. Okay. That's all right. Um, so, so, you know, you, you run the first, the first glass slipper challenge, you know, and, and, uh, like you said, then you signed up for more races, some local, some more Disney. Um, but, but you've mentioned kind of a couple times in there that, you know, the last couple, couple years, maybe he's gotten a little bit more serious, got a little bit more focused. Is there, is there a, or is there a moment or is there a, a reason that that shift occurred or kind of, you know, how did it, how did it go from the first, six, seven years of like, I'm doing run Disney races and that's great to like now being a little bit more focused on, on performance and times and things like that. It happened at the beginning of 2020. I took a step back just from life and realized I had been extremely focused on my work and building my business that I kind of put myself in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And while I was still doing things, like finishing dopey and finishing races, I knew that I was just not in the best physical health that I could be in. And so on January 2nd of 2020, I said to myself, I'm going to make a change. And I started being more focused on my health and just eating better to fuel myself. And the movement I started really in March of 2020, we had a Peloton since uh, 2019 that I used maybe five times and we moved it up to our bedroom and I was like, I'm going to get on this thing every day. And so I was still running intermittently throughout that, but it wasn't until August of 2020 that I went out for a run and I got back and I was like, Oh my gosh, I just ran 45 minutes straight. And I had not done that because I had been running intervals for so long and I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I might have something here. And it just kind of all snowballed from there. I saw I had more potential than I ever thought I did. And I was running faster and for longer. And so I started to really try to focus on what that meant for me. And unfortunately for a while, it meant a lot of virtual races, but, um, I signed up for a race. It was October of 2020 in Wildwood, New Jersey, which is close to us. And it was a five, a 5k and a 10 miler. And it was so funny because they had cones on the street to separate everybody six feet apart. They started everybody, you know, like in waves of five seconds to try to keep everybody spread. And I placed in both of those races and I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I have something here. So it was just kind of this evolution of I took my life back and realized 
I had not been sleeping much and I had just been eating and not doing things to, that were in my best interest. And I really just kind of took hold of it. And quarantine kind of helped because after, you know, we were stuck in place for a couple of months, I had already been on the kick of good habits and it worked in my favor. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been interesting over the last few years, um, you know, continuing to do the show, continuing to talk to folks and, and just how the pandemic, um, you know, for some folks, and, and there's no sh- no shade in this at all. Some folks really derailed them. Some folks, it really kind of forced them to look at running in a different way because races were gone. Some folks, it was kind of a, a non-factor, those that just kind of run anyway, whether there's there's races on the calendar or not. Um, but it's, it's I don't want to say interesting, but maybe it's it's interesting. Maybe it's ironic. Maybe it's just, it's just serendipitous. But the timing of, you know, January 2020, all right, I'm going to make this this change and really kind of get get make some positive impacts on my on my health and then a few months later pandemic shut down uh like you mentioned a lot of virtual races in there did did the the loss of in-person races was that a was that a hard pill for you to swallow or is it something that you kind of took in in stride at that point it was something i took in stride because i wanted i didn't want to look back at my running schedule and have these kind of blips in the history of okay i didn't go for it. So when the races turned virtual, I ran uh, all of Wine and Dine Weekend virtual. I ran all of Dopey virtual and Princess Half Weekend. So I just kind of took it in stride and looked at everything as if, okay, this is a moment in time. And I don't want to look back at this moment in time as a time that I kind of gave up and didn't complete these miles that I typically would have. So I had some fun with it. Um, I ran my dopey marathon in the snow alone on our local rail trail, but it's something I can always look back on and remember that I still stayed committed and that I still have, you know, all of my years and miles of running. And it was totally weird without fellow runners, without crowd support. And I still did it. So I, I can be proud of that. I was I was just going to ask, but maybe I'm going to come back to it again and see if we can dig a little deeper into into, you know, just how how different it was for you. I mean, I, again, outside of the, the obvious of, you know, you're running in the snow versus running in Florida in January, where theoretically it's probably it, newsflash 2021 January. It wasn't snowing um, in in uh, in Florida that that year. Um, but like, you know. For somebody who is a Disney fan and, and, and you know, you, you enjoy all the, all the aspects, at least I'm assuming you enjoy all the aspects of the Disney races from the crowds, from the characters, from just running through the parks and just, just everything that, that kind of goes into to making those races as, as unique as they are. Um, you know, being out on your, on your own, on a rails to trail. I mean, that's, it, it could almost hardly be more of a polar extreme between the two, the two styles of doing the race. Um, was that, was that, how much more difficult was that? I'm assuming it was probably more difficult, but like, you know, kind of digging into whether it's dopey or whether it was some of the other races that you did virtually, but, but maybe dopey because it's just four days worth and it's, it's the most miles. Um, how much more of a challenge was that versus the years that you've been able to do the race in person? I would say it was probably like a thousand times more <laughs> difficult. Um, the one thing that really pulled me through through, I mean, my husband is extremely supportive. Um, so he was, kind of out there on the trail with me all four days, but was that I have this community on Instagram and other people that I have inspired to run since I started my journey. And I was holding myself accountable with all of them watching. And I really wanted to make sure that if I was going to set out to do this goal, that I could say I did it and to inspire somebody else to know that even the hardest things, even when there's nobody cheering for you at the end, um, you can still, you can still do it. And it was, it was funny because like I said, my husband's very supportive and I always like to have a Coke after I finish a half or a full. And I finished my 26.2 and him and I were still like a half a mile away from each other. And he, met me with a can of Coke and my run Disney Mylar blanket. And it was like, you know, I'll never be able, I mean, I hopefully will never be able to do that again or have to do that again. And so as hard as it was, there's still moments that it made it special and it showed something in me and hopefully inspired others to do those hard things, whether it be running or anything else. But yeah, with, with nobody cheering you on, I think one of the character stops I took a picture with was a little snowman that somebody had built. 
on the side of the rail trail. <laughs> yeah, a little Olaf. I saw a cat. <laughs> it certainly was not the same, though. <laughs> right, right. Um, with having done as many of the Run Disney races as you've done, um, and I mean, I know we haven't gotten into it much, but also just as much time as you've spent at the Disney parks over the years, does it does it ever? I don't want to say necessarily get old, but does it ever maybe lose some of the shine of of Run Disney, or or are you just you know so hype, hyped up on pixie dust that like I mean it, it it it's every every race even though it's the same course and the same characters a lot of times um, it's still just everything that you want it to be and then some. It's funny as you're saying that, and I'm just smiling so big over here because that is a question I get all the time, and it is one of those things that especially with run Disney, even though it's the same courses and in the same place, it's always a different race. And what's really cool for me, I know I've mentioned it a few times, I've really evolved as a runner through these past 10 years. So even just seeing the courses differently than I used to with where I am in the pack. And now um, usually when I finish a race, I'll stay at the finish line till the last runner comes through to cheer runners on. And so it's just kind of this experience of there's so much energy. There's there is truly magic. If you are a Disney fan like I am, you you get that without really being able to explain it. Mm-hmm. But there's just something special every time I turn down Main Street USA and see a crowd on my left. And there's been something cool about when I started, I would get to Magic Kingdom and the sun would be up. And now I'm getting there and it's dark out and I'm getting to see the parks differently. So just kind of experiencing things different in different stages of where I am as a runner, as a person, and just the different people you meet along the way throughout the weekend and on the courses. There's really there's really nothing like it. So I, I always it always fills me up no matter the race weekend, because there's always something special about it right um being that uh you know like you said you're experiencing the race a little bit differently now than than you than you have in the past um what's it in i don't know if what's it like is the right way of saying it but maybe how is it different being up a little bit closer to the front of the pack um and and from what i can remember you know last princess for the 10k at least you were you were really up there towards the front of the pack um but what's what's how is that different for you versus, you know, being more, you know, mid pack or wherever you were in the, in the pack of runners, you know, the first, the first, you know, handful of times that you did run Disney races. For me in the beginning, I thought it was going to be really intimidating, especially because I always thought, Oh my gosh, I could never be in the first corral. I could never hang with these runners. And now it is super, super inspiring. Um, I actually, I know, you know, I'm a big Peloton fan too. Uh, during the Princess 10K, I listened to a Bex Gentry class, which was a women's, I think it was in March. So what is that? Women's History Month. And she, the whole class was just so inspiring. And she was talking about Katherine Schweitzer and how she ran the first Boston Marathon, or she was the first woman to run the Boston Marathon. And just talking about, what a privilege it is to to be a woman running on a race course now. And when I was looking around and really, truly not seeing very many people at all, I was like, wow, like I have this opportunity and I am like, I'm going to take this. And it's, I am extremely competitive. I've always been. So now actually feeling like I can compete is really cool for me because in the past I always was extremely happy for a finish and I went through a lot of different stages of what a finish meant for me. I um, had some really bad marathons over the years, but I always crossed the finish line. And now to be able to have time goals and to think like I might be able to, you know, place and do stuff like that is something I never thought was possible. So it's been a really cool shift and it's definitely different. There's a lot less runners. There's a lot Um, sometimes there's a lot less crowd because people haven't started yet. So you're like, Oh, we're just kind of going through, but it's, it's also funny because like I said, my husband is an amazing supporter and he knows all the places where he can wait for me to cheer me on. And he said now, like, I can only go to two places because you're so fast that I can't go from here in Epcot to the finish line. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like he has to, you know, pick and choose now. Cause 
I'm finishing faster than I used to. So little good. things like that. It's a good problem to have, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, talking about the challenges a little bit, and, and hopefully this is something that, um, that whether folks are doing Disney races or not, like there's, there's plenty of different races out there that offer various degrees of challenges. Um, whether it's, you know, I, you mentioned the other race, that's a 5k and a 10 miler. There's those, there's those types of distances. There's longer distances. There's all, all kinds of different, different challenges or, or, you know, back-to-back race day type of events out there. H- how have you, um, you know, kind of prepared? How have you, whether it's mentally and or physically, um, prepared, recovered in between races? Like how have you, you know, what, what have you found has worked for you over the years of knowing that, all right, I'm running a race today and then I'm running another one tomorrow. And in some cases I'm running a one the day after that and the day after that as well. Like how have you, you kind of found ways to, to bounce back and give yourself a chance to still feel halfway human the next morning and the next morning and the next morning? For sure. Um, one of the cool things when I used to work for Runner's World magazine is I actually got to do my first few dopies with the Runner's World team. So I had some really cool coaches that I worked with and I'll never forget coach Bud telling me the best way to approach dopey is to run all the races at my marathon pace, try to keep it easy and try to go slow those first three days, especially so I can make it through um, on Sunday. And that's something I kind of always took with me because I think everybody's mindset, especially in the shorter races is like, you just want to get them done. You just want to go out there, get them done and same thing every day after that but it's really important to save your legs every day and um i wrote an article a couple years ago for runners world talking about dopey challenge and it's so kind of counterintuitive because you come to disney and people are thinking i want to do a disney vacation and i'm here and when i run the races that are back to back to back i don't go to the parks very much i might go and grab a snack, walk around just to keep my legs fresh, but I'm really trying to stay off them, especially when you're running 48.6 miles. How many more miles do you want to put on your legs in a few days? And so it's hard for people, though, because they're in Disney and they want to see characters and run around and ride rides. And so I really reserve those weekends for taking it easy and avoiding park food, because that's another thing, too. Disney, there's so many fun things to try. But if you if your body is sensitive to foods and fueling, it's so important to wait till after you're done your miles to do that kind of fun stuff. Um, So I always make sure that I'm just kind of eating how I normally would, that I'm fueling, how I normally would stay off my legs as much as possible and try to run those first races easier uh, if I if I can, if I can. But and, and I kind of. If I do multiple races other places, I kind of use the same philosophy, um, but there's typically not as much temptation because there's not like Mickey Mouse right outside your door <laughs> like like there is in Florida. But taking it easy, sticking with the you know fuel you're used to, and yeah, it's it's worked for me. It's it's still it is tough. It's uh, I mean especially this year I really wanted to run the marathon under four hours and. Um, I was tired on Sunday and I, I started so strong and I just, I just couldn't hold it. So, um, it's hard. Your legs have a lot of miles on them already. And especially for me, they're like, I think I ran the half, you know, 150 or something, which is like, I never ran under two hours before last year. So it's like, it's my, I think my body's still getting used to it too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, I know I, 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 at least I feel like, I think I've mentioned this to you before. Like, like there's, there's a lot of room to go as far as getting, getting faster. If that's something that you continue to want to do, but you know, when you are doing it on the back of the challenges, it's like, I don't want to say it's necessarily a risk reward, but it's just like, it's facts that like, you know, you're putting in miles two days, three days before that. Like it's gonna, even you, you can keep them as easy as you want. It's still some, some level of accumulated, accumulative fatigue that's going on in your legs and, and versus, you know, maybe at some point doing a quote unquote, just a standalone, whether it's a half or a full and just hammering that. And that's the only focus. It's just completely different ways of getting, you know, getting to the finish line and, and pushing yourself, I guess. 
For sure. And that's something that I've always thought maybe if I trained standalone marathon, I might have completely different results. And I have this crazy idea that I someday might want to try to qualify for Boston. And I look at like, I don't know how I could do that on the heels of, of dopey. It's like, it's, it is really just a lot on your body. It's a lot mentally Mm -hmm. to do, you know, and I've never run a marathon outside of running all those miles before it. And I think beyond the physical, the mental piece of it is really, really tough because you're doing it, you know, while there's people around you, you're still, you still are doing those miles on your own. And um, if you're a numbers person like I am, I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still haven't gone half as far as I have to go yet in this challenge. And it's so, it's like, as soon as I hit, I think it's like you hit like two point something miles, you're halfway there. I'm like, okay, well, I'm on my way, (laughs) but it's, it's just, it's a lot. So it does make it daunting for thinking about things like, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? And how far can I actually do that in challenges like that, like these? Right, right. Well, and, and we can keep, we can keep talking about that type of stuff. (laughs) I, I think that, um, I don't know. Like, I think that you, that, that not just you specifically, but, but anyone can use, you know, can use the Disney challenges, whether it's a dopey or whether it's, it's only, only one of the shorter weekend challenges, um, as good solid training. And then, you know, kind of use that as, as kind of a peak training situation. Um, give yourself obviously enough time to recover coming off of it, but then maybe come back and find a race to hammer, um, not too far into the future. Anyway, like I said, that's, that's details to be, to be figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I do think it's possible to kind of do both, but to your point, I think it's really hard to, I, I think it's almost maybe almost impossible, though not quite impossible to say you're going to hammer that marathon after running um, 5k, 10k, 21k leading up to it. Like that's just, that's just tough, but um, shifting gears slightly, but still staying on the Disney train, at least for, for the moment, where did the, uh, the clear love for, for Disney come from? I mean, is that, is that something been, been there since about day one or, or where did you kind of get bit by the Disney bug? I always was a Disney kid. We watched Disney films, all that good stuff as a, as a kid. And then only went to the parks twice when I was young. So we're from Pennsylvania and both times our parents got, put us all in the minivan and we drove down both times. Um, we saw the castle when I was nine years old, all dressed up like a birthday cake and I thought that was amazing and then one time earlier when I was in kindergarten and it wasn't until we went back I was 17 years old and um, I danced my whole life in our dance studio came down to dance in Disney and when I was 17 and walked into the parks there was something about them that I was like I just completely fell in love I was so interested in the storytelling I was really intrigued about how everything worked and about learning more about Walt and all these stories, but it wasn't until I was came back on that trip. And after that, I was like, I know that Disney is going to have a big hold on my life. I did not realize how big of a hold <laughs> at that time, <laughs> but it wasn't until, yeah, until I was 17. I always say that that Disney trip is what, is what did me in. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, everybody's, it, no matter whether it's a Disney or something, every, everybody's kind of got that moment where something kind of grabs a hold and you can't really rhyme or reason it. Um, but like you said, you know, big part of your life, not just from a place you enjoy visiting and, and, and experiencing, you know, place that you enjoy running and racing, but when did the, the kind of the, some of the businessy or, or professional sides of, of life tend toward the Disney angle? So in 20, it was, so 2014, when I started running my first run Disney races and I was in a steady job and we started going to Disney more because of run Disney. I wanted to start making accessories for myself that were going to match more of my outfits. Cause at the time there was not accessories like there are. And I had started um, a Disney Instagram because I just shared all of my pictures on my personal Instagram. And I was like, wow, I think my friends probably think I'm a little weird. So let me see. I, there's, there's probably people out there who love this and that first account, which I don't use anymore, which is sad, I grew to like 150,000 followers at one point where people just like to look at my Disney pictures and they like to see, you know, parks and all that stuff. 
And from that, I realized like maybe people would like what I'm making. And uh, I started my business in May of 2014, where I was hand making ears and started making other accessories. And I actually left my job at Runner's World in 2015. So about a year later. And I, it wasn't until 2019, it was actually was a few year process, but we, everything I do now, everything I design, create, sell, um, is officially licensed. So I make ears, I do athletic headbands, I do these things called band buttons that can go on like in holes of watches and magic bands. I do jewelry, um, but everything I do is licensed. So it's been a journey that way too. And um, it's been really difficult, but also really cool. And kind of through the midst of that, I've become a Disney influencer, which I, the, I, the word, I can't stand it, but um, it's been cool because I've had fun opportunities that way as well. I shared with you a couple of weeks ago, Tommy and I were on an Alaskan cruise. I was invited to by Disney to cruise to Alaska. So I've gotten some really cool opportunities through that too, by sharing our trips and sharing, you know, DVC and other magic we've experienced. So it's kind of this full circle moment that I can kind of look at everything and say, wow, when I said Disney was going to be a big part of my life, I really never realized, but it's pretty cool. Right. Um, I'm pretty clear, pretty clearly to me, you know, the answer to the pseudo answer to this question is going to be no, but I'm going to still kind of throw it out there to at least maybe discuss on a little bit. Um, you know, I've, I've heard folks and I've kind of maybe even had some folks tell me this as far as, you know, creating this whole running business thing that I've got going on as, as well, that like, you know, it, it can be, it can be dangerous or sketchy or whatever the right adjective is to take something that you enjoy doing something that's a passion, that's a hobby, that's something that that's fun and turning it into a business side of thing because now all of a sudden it's not just fun. Like it's, it's work as well. Um, and I'm curious if there were ever any, any, moments or or prolonged moments during the the process the last the last six seven eight years of of building the business to become what it is today where you know like like yes you love disney clearly um but has has turned it into has turning disney into work for you for lack of a way of saying it um had any negative impacts or negative moments along the way uh actually yes i think the hardest thing for me is the social media aspect of it. I grew up where, you know, without social media. And so growing up without that, and then being an adult in a space where people are mean, that piece is actually extremely difficult for me. And um, you would think that in like a Disney space or that you wouldn't get that, but I, do and so kind of putting myself out there on top of being a business owner and this creator has kind of come together in um some it's been difficult because I just I never I don't know I didn't grow up with that we I always say you know like if somebody was mean to you like they would say it to your face and that was it and like you know you'd tell the teacher or you would cry or whatever and then it was done um, and here with social media, it's hard because people are behind screens and people can take what you put out there. And if they don't like you, they tell you. And like, I know that not everybody is going to like me or agree with me, or maybe they don't like Disney like I do. Um, but that piece has been extremely difficult for me. Um, and I didn't ever really think that when I started out, I didn't think like maybe that I would grow the way that I have or that putting myself out there um, could could turn into things that were so difficult. On the flip side of that, it's like for the amount of negativity, the positivity is like a hundredfold. But I think just as humans, we tend to get stuck on those negative things. Just like as a runner, you get stuck on the bad runs sometimes when you've had like a hundred good runs. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been tough. And this past year, especially I've been dealing with um, just some things personally. Um, and it makes that stuff even more difficult because I just kind of want to shut down uh, instead of keep going. And um, it's, it is hard to, like you said, when you turn something you love and that's a passion of yours into a job, um, 
I know that I'm offering something that I love and something great. And when sometimes when you don't feel the love back, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing my best to keep on keeping on even, you know, the social media piece is weird. (laughs) Being an adult on social media is just weird, but you know, it has its good parts for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's um, pros and cons. And, and as long as, you know, the, the pros hopefully dramatically outweigh the cons, then, you know, you keep on, keep on keeping on. And it's, it's like you said, it's, it's opened up some really cool opportunities for you and, and um, hopefully, you know, many more to come. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always look at social media, like I said, that's the difficult piece, but it's also been this incredible window. I've met the most amazing people. I mean, social media is how I met you. It's how I met Jen LaForge who introduced me to you. So I look at it as like, okay, it's maybe there's, there is that little, there, the difficult piece, but like you said, tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold, I've met some amazing people. I've gotten incredible opportunities. So it's like, it all comes out in the wash, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Back to, back to a little bit of run Disney. Um, I'm sure you've gotten this question before too, but I'm still going to ask it because I don't know what your answer is. Oh boy. Race weekends of, of, you know, the, the, there's princess, there's marathon weekend in January. There's Ben star Wars, although that's not anymore. There's this, the new springtime fling or whatever they're, they're calling the new, the new event. There's the wine and dine weekend. If you could only do one race weekend. Oh no. Which, which one are you picking and why? <laughs> I, oh no. And I'll even, I'll um, even make it more difficult. <laughs> you can even use retired race weekends. So you could do like the, the night wine and dine versus the daytime <laughs> wine and dine. You could do tower of terror. If that was a thing that you've done in the past, I don't remember when they cut that one off. So maybe it doesn't line up, but you know, still make it make, more options, make it more difficult. I know. Uh, I always, Oh gosh. I think I would have to stick with marathon weekend that and I always say that I would have to stick with princess, but I would be really sad to not run dopey and to not be there in January. Oh gosh. I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I always but nobody's say, listening. Nobody, I know. It's, just, it's just between you, me and the wall, Brooks. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. I've always said princess cause it was my first and it, I, it does hold some deep nostalgia for me, but there is just something really special about marathon weekend. Uh, so, and, and I love Mickey Mouse and he's always on the medals. So yeah, I guess we'll stick with that. All right. All right. You know, but just like the introductory question, you can always change your mind, I guess. But you, yes. At yes. this point, this, this data point right now, we'll go with Marathon Weekend. I was we'll kind of thinking you might be Marathon Weekend just because there's more races, you know, more, more races, yes. more bling, more miles, all the, all the, the more that is involved. In yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, I guess I, I feel like we could, we could probably keep going, but well, I, I, and I feel like we're also at a pretty good spot to wrap up is, is that dichotomy, but, but one more um, kind of non Disney, but still running question. I know you kind of said that maybe Boston um, is something that you might want to want to chase down. Um, but are there, are there other non Disney related running goals that you have? I, I want to run in Berlin. I signed up for the lottery this past year and didn't get in. So I've been kind of interested in the world majors more recently. Um, I want to run in New York someday, but the marathon is the weekend of wine and dine. So unless <laughs> so I'm like, something's got to give there. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Especially since I'm perfect with uh, that challenge. Um, yeah. It's, I, it's really hasn't been until these, like this last year that I've kind of broadened my horizons and kind of even believed in myself to do more, um, than I'm, than I was capable of, I guess. And Boston just seems like this crazy, crazy out there goal. And I hope I can get there someday, but I really would love to train for a marathon, a standalone marathon and see what I got, um, to just kind of go for it someday as well. Um, and maybe add in a couple more local races or, um, and to really be able to go out there and see what I, see what I got because the Disney races are, it's, it, they're, they're really fun. Um, this last, uh, during the springtime surprise, it was a tower of terror, 10 miler. And that was the first time I actually like really made a costume, but I stopped for characters and stuff. So it was really fun, but yeah, it's kind of that thing. Like, do I have a fun race? Do I go out and try to hammer it or it's, so yeah, I would say I want to tackle a couple of those 
sought after marathons, maybe Chicago someday and um, really see, see what I can do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm not really in the business of making uh, bold predictions and promises, but I don't think Boston's is as far out of reach as you might think it, which is fine. You don't have to believe it right now, but uh, I'll, just, I'll just put that out there. Um, so as we're, as we're wrapping up, um, got to get one more, definitely non-Disney related. This is just the, the philosophical question, kind of how I always wrap things up. Um, very much open-ended, kind of like that intro question. Take it whichever way you want to go with it. Um, and, and that's what we'll put a bow on things today for you, Brooke. But, um, I'll maybe ask the most simple of my, my philosophical questions, um, which doesn't always make it the easiest one to answer, but it's at least the, the easiest one to ask. And it's just simply why, why do you run, you know, at this point in your life, eight, eight, nine years into your running journey from that first, uh, you know, gearing up for, for princess, uh, weekend, um, back in 2013 to where we are today. Um, why is running still such an important part of your life? Running for me is what changed my life. I, and I run because I can, and I run because of the freedom that it helps me feel. I feel strong. I feel so empowered when I run. And I know that my running has inspired others to do and feel the same. And every time I get out there, whether it's a good run or a bad run, it's it's incredible to know I did that on my own. Uh, there's, I played a lot of team sports growing up and there is something extremely special about going out for a run and knowing that my legs carried me, my mind got me through my body did that for me. And so as long as I can keep running, I'm going to keep doing it because it really did. It changed my life. It kind of reset me. Um, even though at the time I didn't really maybe think it did looking back now and seeing as far as I've come, really seeing that it kind of, that it started with that spark of first time out there and that inspiration to go for something I never thought I'd do. And yeah, I run to, to, to stay strong, be strong, inspire and, you know, keep, keep it going. So I hope that I can run as long as my legs keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, keep on keeping on. That's, that's absolutely, uh, um, I mean, I just love it. I love it. Anyway, uh, y'all, if you, if you enjoyed today's conversation and, and want to check out more of, of Brooks, uh, Brooks stuff, all of the Disney stuff, uh, on Instagram at BB underscore. And, uh, you know, some of the, the, the shop stuff all officially licensed by Disney, which is not something that just anybody can, can do. That's a process like Brooke kind of talked about there, which we didn't dive into, but it took some years, but she got it done. Yes. <laughs> uh, shop bbbrook.com is the website for her store. Dizruns.com slash 1088. Dizruns.com slash 1088. We'll have everything linked up as per usual. So, uh, Brooke, thanks for, for taking the time today. I know some people, we get on the Disney bandwagon around here and they kind of like roll their eyes back, but I, I could keep talking about Disney <laughs> stuff all day. One of the biggest things I miss since the move is having Disney right there in the backyard. It's no longer yeah. quite as convenient to pop up for a couple of hours, but um, thanks for making the time today. It's, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Um, and uh, obviously we'll, we'll continue to be in touch, but uh, thanks for taking the time and nothing but the best for you going forward, lady. Yes, thank you so much. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Brooke and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? Du jour. For me, there were, as always, a few things. I mean, we got we got a lot of Disney talk today, so I know that doesn't work for everybody, but it does it does work for me. But it's not even a Disney takeaway today. Um, but just the idea Brooke said in there that she's had a bunch of different definitions of finishing a race. Um, and as she's gotten, you know, faster and, and taking a little bit more, being more, a little bit more proactive towards, you know, just health and time goals and getting faster and things like that. Like finishing has, has gone differently instead of just quote unquote, just finishing. Now there's time goals and there's, there's, you know, some of those pressures and, and some of you know, just, just the evolution I guess of of what finishing has meant to her on race day, and it stood out to me because I think I think a lot of times for myself at least, like I have a hesitation to to evolve sometimes my thinking or my goals or or just change the definition of something as simple as finishing. Like like I don't th- I don't go into a race anymore um, 
very often. Now, maybe for a longer race, maybe for an ultra, I would. But going into a, a half or a full, you know, I don't go into it with a goal of finishing. Um, like, I just assume that I'm going to finish, and, and my goals are more time-based. But is that really that different? Like, is that really a different goal? Like sometimes, you know, certainly I can remember races where the goal was to, to get across the finish line, period. Time doesn't matter. And I think sometimes for new runners, it, it, not that it has to be, but you know, if it's your first time doing a marathon or first time doing a half or whatever, first time doing a 5k even, I mean, it doesn't matter. Distance is irrelevant as always, but just, you know, getting across the finish line, not worried about the time. Like, I think that's, that's not a bad goal, but as, as, you know, like with Brooke, like with me, certainly as well, maybe with you as, as ambitions start to change and you start to wonder, can I, can I do this half in under three hours? Can I do it under two and a half? Can I do it under two? Whatever, whatever your time goals might be. Ultimately the goal is still to finish, right? But the finish, but, but just finishing or just finishing in general has a different, there's a different connotation. It has a different meaning. And I don't know that I've ever thought about that before. Um, and, and like I said, I think, I think these days I kind of take finishing for granted. Like, of course I'm going to finish, but at the end of the day, my, my, it's just my definition of finishing, at least as far as goals are concerned, you know, it's just, it's just changed. It's just different. And, and again, I just never thought about that before, but I, I, I like it. I like the idea. Because, you know, we, we've talked before, or some certain folks have talked before about having A, B, and C goals. And a lot of times the C goal is just to finish. Um, but kind of all the goals are just to finish. It's just, just to finish in a different amount of time. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make any sense. But in, in my head, there, there's, I've just, I guess I've just overlooked the idea of, of finishing meaning different things. But I'm on board. I'm on board. I like it. I like it. So thank you, Brooke, for, for putting that thought in my mind. Still kind of rattling around. Probably not making any sense, but that's all right. It's my takeaway. It's not y'all's takeaway. Maybe it is, but my takeaway is that it's okay for finish to mean different things at different points of your of your running career. Maybe different types of races. Um, no bet, none, none better, none, none worse. Just different, and that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, what about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? What was your takeaway? Does your Feel free to let me know. Always, always love to hear from y'all. Uh, at Diz Runs on Twitter, at Diz Runs on Instagram. Of course, you can always let me know there. You can also let me know via email, dizruns at gmail.com. You can also, also share your takeaways in the show notes, dizruns.com slash 1088, dizruns.com slash 1088. Below the photos, below the links, below all the things is that comment section. Feel free to share, 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 share to your little heart's content in that comment section. Always love to hear from y'all. Um, after any episode, anything that stands out, love to get it, get the feedback in whatever form or fashion works best for you. Uh, one last call for the giveaway before we wrap things up for today. Once again, disruns.com slash giveaway or on the homepage, disruns.com. Either way, gets you entered into the same place, puts your name in the hopper, and uh, every month, beginning of the month, we pick, we pick a number, pick a name, that person wins it, but you got to be in it in order to win it. So get yourself entered disruns.com slash giveaway to work with me for 16 weeks. There are worse prizes. There's probably better prizes. There, there are definitely better prizes, uh, but there are worse prizes than a free coach for, for better part of four months. I think maybe not your call. Nobody's, nobody's forcing you to enter, but if you want to disruns.com slash giveaway. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, hit that share button. Always appreciate it when you help to spread the word. Until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.